Did everybody have a good St. Patrick's Day? Who's St. Patrick? Oh, he's a super cool, like, saint guy. Oh. Yeah. Didn't he drive the snakes away or something like that? Um, that That is a theory, yes, that he drove the, I think it was the snakes out of Ireland or the rats out of Ireland or something like that. But you know what? We can move along and hop right into Easter. Is everybody happy? <sighs> Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. With your hosts, Hunter, Jessica, Ben, and Dina. Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things that he does. And everything is back in the order it's supposed to be. There was an intro before the intro. Ben isn't talking right now whenever I'm supposed to be talking. There's a reason that Dina says my name first in the opening. It's because I'm the host. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Something like that. Today, we are talking about uh, for the glory of God alone. Uh, Last week, we talked about Christ alone, being saved by Christ alone. And my grandfather was on the podcast. That's really cool. Man, that dude is awesome. I love it when he's on the podcast. Yeah, he's an interesting fellow. Yep. He's cool. I he like just, and he's just getting over hernia surgery too. So wow, yeah. poor fella. He's uh, but he and he came down here for a follow up visit. and He stayed all the way through Thursday to because he wanted just to be on the podcast. Oh, cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm glad he did that. So, um, guys, should we had a good church service today? Pastor Chris talked about faith. I was like, wow, we just did a podcast on this. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it was inspired from our podcast. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe that's where he's getting all of his cool sermon ideas. Maybe. Maybe so. And. Uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Guys, what did God do for you this week? Hmm. Well, I'm going to start this one off just because it was cool. Um, you know, God does some really cool things, um, like saving us from sin and death, right? Um, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, and so this past week, um, the Lord was just really good to me. Um, you know, he's made me an elder. He's, um... Oh, yeah, we got voted in. Yeah, yeah, we're elders. <laughs> I remember that thing. <laughs> yeah. Like two weeks ago now, yeah. Yeah, we're elders. Um, and uh, it's been cool just getting to hang out with some church people and, and minister to some church people and uh, just had the Kisty Conference. That's really cool. So uh, that was a work thing, though, and that wasn't that had nothing to do with being an elder. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so yeah, God's just been real super good. Dana? Well, I'll let a little bit of the cat out of the bag, but do you remember a few weeks ago... When we didn't have podcasts, well, I kind of at first took the blame for it because I may have accidentally unplugged the <laughs> podcast machine just a little early, but it was ultimately not my fault that we had to skip an episode. The uh, the what? Faith Alone episode. <laughs> yes. Um, somebody couldn't find the, uh, what is it? The uh, they just He couldn't find the recording on yeah, the card. Yeah, on the card. Yeah. <laughs> so that it was, was not my fault. That was It was my fault. It was totally my fault. <laughs> so after being heckled for like two weeks about... Uh, you, still, you still shouldn't I mean, I it. still shouldn't, yes, accidentally unplug it early. What had happened was Ben started like taking off his headphones at the end. As like, he does every week. <laughs> <laughs> but 
did it early, and so I was ready to go home. I, and so. I did do it early. I will say. So it's Ben's fault. The uh, sure, I'll take. You know what? I'll take the blame. I don't care. But anyway, I was like, "All right, it's time to go," and I just unplugged um, the podcast machine. Oops. Well, my, but it was on there. It was. Uh, you know, moving on. Uh, so mine was. Uh, I got a phone call. I think it was last week. Ben says, "Hey, man." I'm listening to R.C. Sproul's uh, Holiness Series. That was two weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, I have been, though. And my thing is, is that, yes, our God is so great that he can even make Ben listen to my best friend, R.C. Sproul. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, he he's super Calvinist, R.C. Sproul is, but he understands the holiness of God, nothing else. That was, it is pretty good. And it's like five parts, so I've been listening to – um, lots of the parts, and uh, I haven't listened to all of them yet. I'm there's still a, like there's a, a lot of things RC does good. If you, even if you're not Calvinist, you can listen to RC and get something out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, if you're not Calvinist, I would stay away from his like tulip explanations and stuff like that. But listen to his preaching through the Book of Matthew, or if you just want to listen to it and cringe, go for it. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> so, but, but they're pretty good. Uh, next thing we know, he'll be listening to reading John Calvin's writings and. Oh, I have, I have John Calvin's confessions. I just need to read them. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> All right, everybody, we're going to take a little break. It's getting hot outside. I got to go build Lily a swing set. And uh, after this ad break, we'll be back. All right, we're back, and the swing set's still not done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you can get it done in that ad break. <laughs> no I matter what impressed. kind of swing set you're creating, if it took that, like, short amount of time you probably should not let your child play on it probably not yeah but today we are discussing the glory of god alone and you could be like okay so how are we going to talk about god's glory because what is god's glory mm-hmm. well the short answer is everything yeah the skies the trees the grass you know but well, everything was created for his glory right. not everything is his but it glory. proves his glory yeah it points so, to his glory. uh like you know you look at the stars and you should know that there's a creator right romans one says that yeah uh, Proves his glory, yeah. shows his glory. Yeah. So we see evidences of his glory. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what is glory? Good question. So when you look in scripture at the glory of God, I would say that the glory of God, and, and I have no like, the, the Bible says the glory is this. Um, but I would, I would point to this idea that glory is the evidence or almost like the, like this sounds super Pentecostal, but the manifest presence of the Lord, it's that really tangible, like, I know that God exists because of this. Like, this tells me that God is present in the world because but of this. You have been listening to R.C. Sproul, because that's like nearly word for word what he says. Really? Because that's a super Pentecostal thing. He says, the, the manifest presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a Pentecostal thing. I've heard The that manifestation of, of God's presence as perceived by humans. There you go. Yeah. That's an R.C. Sproul quote. Oh, man. Now I'm <laughs> quoting R.C. Sproul. <laughs> so I was like, when you said that, I was like, somebody wow. pray. Okay, Ben, we'll send you to rehab. Somebody pray for me. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go to Armenian rehab right now. <laughs> So that's the glory of God, you know, and, and, and his holiness, his awesomeness. I mean, it's all just big balled up into one. So we're going to have a couple of scriptures that, and we're going to talk about a couple of these mm-hmm. that dive into this. And me being a Calvinist, going to roam, in the, roam into <laughs> Romans 9. You're going to roam on into it. Yep. But uh, we're not going to dive into the Calvinistic side of what I, of what I think Romans 9 says. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're going to dive into what the glory of God in Romans 9 says. 
but who are you, O oh man, to answer back to God? Well, what is molded say to its molder? Why have you made me like this? Does the potter have no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory? Even us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. So here I take back I cup, uh, up a couple of verses and I go look at Pharaoh, right? Mm-hmm. And he says that he raised Pharaoh up so that his name, what happened to Pharaoh, right? He got crushed in the Red Sea mm-hmm. because he would not let God's people go. Do not start singing, Dina. <laughs> um, let my people go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you just not say it, Oh, I was thinking it. I know. I, just <laughs> I know she was. But, you know, I look at that and that God raised up Pharaoh and then hardened Pharaoh's heart to do what? So that his name may be proclaimed through all the earth. Not mm-hmm. Pharaoh's name, but God's name. Yeah. For it's for his glory alone. Everything happens for God's glory alone. So that's the way I look at things here. Is why does this natural disaster happen? Why did the, the things happen in some weird circumstances? I don't know all the answers, but my cop-out is it had to bring God glory somehow or another because this is how the, how the world works. Mm. Ben, you put in Revelation, unless you have something to say about Romans 9. I'm sure you have tons of things to say about Romans 9. So many things. <laughs> Revelations chapter 4. Look at the last thing. That, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll stay away from the Jew Gentile. We, ju- we literally just talked about yep. this. No, I'll stay away from that. All right, yeah, so Revelation 4.11, um, that's the one that I think of when I think of God's glory. It says, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So, um, yeah, I think that... that you know, exactly. Worthy are you to receive glory, honor, and power for everything. Um, even when bad things happen, even yep. when great things happen. I mean, yep. yeah, there's a devil. We got to remember that. Mm-hmm. But God uses things that were bad. And for the people who are called to be in his will or walking in his will, it'll be used for good. Yep. Somehow, some way, it just always looks out like that. Yeah, it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't look like it. Sometimes things look, look dark. But eventually, but eventually, yeah, God can work anything out for his glory. Right. So, and Revelation is a book, buddy. Well, I don't know if we'll ever go through the whole book of Revelation on this podcast. We might. Pastor Chris probably won't like it. It might be the end. <laughs> uh, this is not something I know. Revelation is not something I know. All I know is I need to persevere to the end. That's all I know. Um, and that's that's really all you need to know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there, but that's what you right. need to know. Persevere like, to the end. We could argue about when the rapture is or if there is a rapture, blah, 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 blah. All I know stuff, is yeah. is that I'm just going to hold out until I disappear. So <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things. I, when we was looking at Bible verses to put in here in Ben's Bible time, it was, uh, <clears throat> it was what, what should we put in here? And I said, you know, Genesis 1 <laughs> is, a, is a good one. Well, that kind of encompasses Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. Everything's, I mean... God, God spoke it. God didn't even have to move. He didn't have to take a hammer. You know, he just spoke it and it all happened. And that is a God that deserves the glory. Yep. And we need to appreciate all those things like all those kitty cats, Ben. Oh. And puppy dogs. Yeah. Bunnies. Yeah. 
Mary Poppins. I'm <laughs> no, that would be Snow White. Thank you. Ben, what else did you put in here? Uh, the other thing that kind of sticks out to me with that is, I'm the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carved idols. And so... And that's R.C. Sproul. Oh, here we go again. R.C. He Sproul. didn't say that. That's in Isaiah. I know, but this is, <laughs> this is what R.C. Sproul uses okay. as his argument for the glory of God. I can't. Sure thing. Um, last one for me, Colossians 3.17, um, whatever you do in word or deed, and this is a command um, from the Bible, but whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so, um, though it doesn't explicitly mention the word glory, um, I would still argue that that as as God's creatures, we should um, do everything, no matter what we do, for his, for his glory. Um, and so that's what we do. Makes me think of those WWJD bracelets back in the day. Oh, yeah. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? You're all old. Old people Buddy, right here. Those are coming back. Are they? They are. They're vintage now. <laughs> <laughs> back in our day, they were brand new. Yeah. So uh, to, to connect the last two together, I think, is that Christians are called to do things that Jesus has told us to do, right? Or God mm -hmm. has told us to do. Spread the gospel to all creation, right? Mm -hmm. yep. To the corners of the earth. Yep. Um, all these different types of things. When we go and we pray and we worship and we uh, evangelize and things like that, we're bringing glory and honor to the name of Jesus. When we're being obedient to his word and to his will, you are bringing glory and honor to his name. And again, it's all about his glory alone. Why did God have send a redemption plan that he mentioned in Genesis chapter 3, right? And that's mm -hmm. when he prophesied about Christ. Yep. Um, why did he set, set it in stone there? This is what's going to happen. And it falls through all the way to Revelation. What is it? Chapter 24 is at the end? 21. Oh, uh, 21. Uh, all the way to Revelation 21, uh, a redemption plan. Not... For your sake, is for his glory alone that he did these things. He sent his son to die on the cross for your sins. Remember, Christ alone. For why? For his glory alone. That's why he did these things. And yes, it benefits us, but it's for his glory. I did have a guy ask me at work when he, he just got saved and this was a year ago, but he, when he just got saved in our Bible study and he was reading these things and I said, you need to understand the solas, go home, research the solas, come back, mm. talk to me. Um, he said, glory alone sounds narcissistic. It does. However, I mean, okay. It sounds narcissistic. If I say that I'm the best thing ever and that there is nothing better ever than me. Cause it's not true because it's not true. However, if you literally are the best thing ever, um, if everything revolves around you, if you made everything else, if, oh, I don't know, you are the most powerful, awe-inspiring, amazing being in all of everything, um, yeah, it's, it's not so narcissistic. You know what I mean? Like, it's not if, if you are the one who everything else is literally made for and about. <clears throat> and so, yeah, so narcissistic definition is having an excessive or erotic interest in oneself and in one's physical appearance. Mm. <clears throat> so... God is not wrapped up all in himself. He knows he is the end all be all. He says, I am the I am, right? That's not narcissistic when it's true, first mm -hmm. off. Second, he goes out of his way for us. Yeah. Right? He sends a redemption plan for us. He could have scrapped the earth, 
that would have been done for his glory alone. Say, look how awesome I am. Wham. Yeah. You know, I'll start over. Right. And yeah. make it again. Yeah. And I'll do it till we get it right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is a narcissistic God would not send himself, one of the triune beings of God, down to earth to be sacrificed. Yeah. It just wouldn't happen. And that's where I think you really have to make the argument that God is not narcissistic at all right. is because he shows, I would argue he goes out of his way to show over and over and over again that he is not all about himself, even right. though he did do everything for his own glory. So Right. Well, and again, it, when, all, when all that you do is full of pure love and pure, you know, grace and pure, I mean, yeah, it's all for your glory because you're pure everything. You're pure, full of everything. And would, would you argue that everything that God does is for pure love? I mean, we just read in Romans 9 where he says he makes vessels for wrath. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, even if he does things that's, if he does something in pure love or if he does something even in pure wrath, like he does with Sodom and Gomorrah, his glory is involved in it. Yeah. Is the argument. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, there are times, I mean, the Bible says he hated Esau. We just got done talking about that. I mean, there are times that, he, that it's, he's not the the best friend God, right? Like Pastor Chris said today, the buddy God. Mm-hmm. God is a God that is has vengeance mm-hmm. and wrath mm-hmm. and anger. But there, it's righteous vengeance, righteous wrath, righteous anger. Yeah. yeah. Not our righteous, uh, not our anger, not our vengeance, not our wrath. Because our wrath is flawed, our anger is flawed, and our vengeance is flawed. That's mm-hmm. why God says... Vengeance is mine, says God. Like, because because if we go do it, it's never justified. Right. Because we're flawed beings. Yeah. He's not flawed. Yeah. So we just had this this discussion um, in Chi Alpha with some of my college students, and we were talking about the hot anger of God. That's uh, it was it's it went in one of the Psalms in particular. It talks about um, God and His hot anger or His right. I don't even think it says righteous anger. I think it just says hot anger. And we were talking about, for instance, like. Um, uh, you have in the story of Samuel, you have Eli, and then Eli has two sons, and they're both priests, and they bring unauthorized fire before the Lord, and then God, in His hot anger, um, consumes them with the fire from the censers that they brought when they weren't supposed to be bringing them, and God kills these two priests. Um, later on, if you look in, um, if you look in uh, the New Testament, for instance, in Acts chapter five, I believe it is. Um, you have the story of Ananias and Sapphira, where God um, kills both of them for um, lying not to the, the people, but lying to the Holy Spirit that they brought this money that they sold a piece of land for. And they say they gave it all when they didn't really give it all. And so, you know, people love to say that God is love, but you also have to remember, too, that he's not just loving, that he also does things out of his righteousness and out of his justice, um, all for his glory. And so we had this, this conversation about the hot anger of God and how can God have hot anger? Because, you know, like you think of my hot anger, for instance, like, you know, it, it's, it snaps off at a moment's notice. And, you know, oftentimes when it does, you know, it's directed at someone and it's not necessarily the right thing. Hmm. You know, it's not usually um, when you snap at someone, it is not done in the right way. Um but, you know, my college students and I had this conversation. Well, sometimes there are times when you have to do that and it is the right thing to do. Right. Um, somebody breaks in my house. I need to snap right. and, you know, protect my family if that's what it takes for me to do that. You know, there are times when it is important to be that way. But the nice thing about God is because he's all knowing, because he's all powerful, because he's all these things, 
he's not surprised like we are. Therefore, he's not reacting to something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could argue that God is proactively doing everything. Right. So he's yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so Vody Bakum says this. <clears throat> uh, two kind of thoughts processes in that. Mm-hmm. The eleventh commandment is not "thou shall be nice," mm-hmm. right? But everybody thinks that like Christians have to be this overly peppy, nice person. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, love brings niceness and kindness and gentleness and being, you know, meek and all these other things. But there's times where love demands anger, mm. right? When my daughter, and he went on to say this, but when my daughter goes and touch, tries to touch the hot stove, mm-hmm. my love isn't going to sound like love. Yeah. You know, it's going to sound like dad's upset mm-hmm. because I don't want you to get hurt. If she's running across the street and a car's coming, my love, that is for love that I called out to her, to yeah. tell her to stop. But me scolding her to never do it again is not going to sound like love, but it is love because I don't want her to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So God does things that doesn't seem like love, but ultimately is love. Mm-hmm. Even when it doesn't to us, doesn't feel like love. Yeah. It, being disciplined, my parents disciplined the poop out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it still didn't work. Uh, but they did these things out of love. Even in the times, it didn't feel like love. Mm-hmm. And... We do that with in our marriage, right? You know, hey, these things bother me. Now quit doing this. It doesn't sound like I'm being love, full of love there, but I am being loving towards my wife even in those moments, mm-hmm. as long as they don't get carried away. Yeah. And even though it's tough, like there's ways to do it lovingly, even though it's tough. And then there's like wrong ways to do that too. Oh yeah. sure, that's why I said our vengeance can be, or our wrath can is flawed. Mm-hmm. That's why I've tried to not try to break Lily's leg so many times. <laughs> I've tried to calm down. Like, you know, be a, a firm hand of a parent, but not be so. What's the example that happened this morning, oh, Hunter? <laughs> I didn't whip her either, I promise. <laughs> yeah, so there was just a few minute span of when my wife left for work and I was still asleep. My daughter must have left her room. And we have this little thing that, that uh, holds our blankets. Um and it sits over in the corner by the fireplace over there. <clears throat> and she pushes it around and sits on it and whatnot. So I found it over by the stove this morning. And our, her candy is kept up in the cabinet up high where my wife can barely reach it. <laughs> and that's not saying much. She's short. Um, but it's up on top of the counter up in a cabinet where the bowls are. So her little thing, she pushed over there so she could climb up on it, climb up on the cabinet, climb up into the cabinet with the bowl. And she ate all the candy in the pack. <sighs> and I just told her, listen, we don't do this thing. First off, it can make you sick. Two, you only eat candy when you ask for it, mm-hmm. right? Because we want to make sure you're eating breakfast. Now you are not hungry, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, I'm sorry. And then she about cried. I didn't even do nothing to her. I was very calm because mm-hmm. um, I was trying to get the baby ready. So I didn't have time to yell at her. <laughs> but even in those moments, she understands, you know, almost she understands that better than she does almost a whipping in some instances. Mm -hmm. Some things need swift action. Some things can be handled a little bit more softly. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Last 10%. Last 10. Wow. We're already at last 10%. Dina, go. Um, So my last 10% is to, one of the things that I always try to do is just enjoy everything. And I'm always like wowed by what God does. And I just walk around going, wow, all the time. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, just if you haven't done that in a while, just go take a walk and just be wowed by everything God has done and just really 
enjoy the things that he has made for you and I don't know. Just hmm. do that. That's, that's good. <laughs> yep. Um, for me, last 10%. So um, with God, considering that, okay, so I was listening to a guy, we've been talking through the book of Romans in my guy's small group for Chi Alpha. And as we've been talking through the book of Romans, uh, I've been going back and I listened to, for instance, um, and he's one of my favorites, uh, David Pawson. He's an old English guy. Um, he's not the most exciting person to listen to, but everything that he talks about is cram-packed full of content. Say it's full of wisdom. Yeah, and, and so he's talking about Romans 1, and he's talking about, can you just picture Paul walking into Rome? And he said he walked the Appian Road, and he said at one point you get to the Appian Road right before you get into Rome, and like you're standing on top of this hill, and you overlook the entire city of Rome. And he said, he said I can hear Paul you know, walking along this road, thinking in his head about all the things that he's going to find in Rome. Right. And then he gets there and, you know, he's probably, you know, talked to people and, you know, the book of Romans is written before he ever gets there. So he already knows all the stuff that's happened, happening in Rome. And he said, he can see him, you know, um, writing this letter or walking along the Appian way, whatever he said, he can see Paul standing there looking at Rome going, you know, I'm going to find all this debauchery and all this stuff you find in Romans chapter one. And then he says, uh, he says, you know, why would, why would Paul ever do this? Why would he, for instance, go through even the process? Cause you read through acts and he has to be arrested, um, to get to Rome. Right. And you think to yourself, like, why would Paul go through the, this process of being arrested and shipwrecked and all this stuff to make it to Rome? Why would he do that? And he said, as he's standing there looking over the city of Rome, he can hear uh, Romans one sixteen that I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the it's um, the power of God for salvation first to the Jew and also for the Gentile. Mm. And he said as he stood there and he he could hear that in his mind. He goes he realized he thinks kind of what Paul was feeling in that moment that it's all worth it regardless of what's about to happen. Um, it's all worth it because I am not ashamed of the power of the gospel. Um, so my last 10%, as I, as I think through all of this, that's done for the glory of God alone, what do I know? Well, I know that the glory of God is also the gospel of God. I know that the glory of God is the creation of the Lord. Everything that we see draws us to the glory of God because everything's about him. Everything has his fingerprints on it. He created everything. And so at the end of the day, um, why am I a minister of the gospel, for instance? It's because of the glory of God. Why do I do everything that I do? It's for the glory of God. Why should we do anything? Ultimately, it's for God's glory. And so that's my last 10%. Yeah, um, it's kind of a mixture of the both of yours, I guess. Um, <clears throat> everything that I do, I try to remember. And it's, this is a, that's, it's a tough thing to do. Mm-hmm. I got, going to work on Monday mornings, we're doing this for the glory of God. How does going to work bring glory to God? Well, because us being good stewards and good uh, having good work ethic and everything, being good examples, being the light of the world, brings God to glory. Being a good dad, being a good parent, everything. Going to church. Why do you want to go to church? If not other reason, first off, the Bible tells you to. Second, it brings God glory, so go do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Why should we be baptized? It yeah. brings God glory. Go do it. God said so, so go do it. Like stupid sheep <laughs> no I'm just kidding um, I need a t-shirt <clears throat> but so in that when we go put this swing set together in about five minutes and it 
makes me want to throw it against the wall. <laughs> Again, doing it for God's glory. How? Sometimes it doesn't all make sense, but it works. <clears throat> Two, the second thing is, it's yes, being a minister of the gospel alone, sharing the gospel for God's glory, right? What benefit does it bring me to see somebody else come to the kingdom? In hindsight, there's a lot of benefit. If I'm being narcissistic, mm-hmm. there's no, there's nothing in it for me. Mm-hmm. God told me to, so I go do it. But what, why else would I do it? Well, in turn, I'm doing it because I am a vessel of God mm-hmm. that God uses to bring him glory. Yeah. People getting saved, vessels for honorable use that God uses in a glor- uh, to glorify himself. It just, it just happens that way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you may be saying, why am I doing this? Why am I going through this? Why does God want to, like, why are you testing me? Because on the other side, there's something for God's glory in it. So what you got to remember. <clears throat> Next week, we'll be talking about scripture alone. This is where it gets fun. It's the last of the series. Yep. Um, and it hones all the things in together. So we'll be, we'll be talking about all the way from grace to the glory. <clears throat> because scripture is the reason we know all these things are true. How mm-hmm. do we know we're saved? Well, you got John three sixteen. You got uh, all these other verses that say Romans ten nine. Right? Tells us how to be saved, why we're saved, who we're saved to. Blah 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 blah. Well, okay, I believe that. Well, so then we have to know why it's true. Why is Scripture true? Well, and all these things. So it'll be a little bit more historical episode that Ben's going to fall in love with. Yeah, it'd be good. Well, and and see, we'll, we'll probably have to talk about you know the authority structure. You know, some some groups would say that the church is the authority is right. the authority. And if you look at, at the church or scripture, that the church would have to come over scripture. Right. Um, we would say no, that scripture has come over the church. So we'll and talk we'll talk about a little bit, just we'll scratch the surface on how the Bible was written, yeah. things like that, because you have to dive into it just a hair. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All it's right. important. You know what time it is? Oh, oh, I know what time it is. Hunter's random question. Yeah, buddy. <clears throat> so I've been getting multiple questions um, from people who listen to me at, or listen to us at work and two people from church and things like that. Um, we did talk about this in like episode like four of our podcast, but sometimes it changes. Sometimes this changes. So I want to hear where you're all at now. What version of the Bible is your favorite? This will hit us going into scripture alone, and we'll talk about versions there. Um, so what is your favorite version that you're reading Like if when you go to read the Bible? Mm. So for me... Right now, um, I read uh, the Christian Standard Bible, CSB. I read that one a lot. Why? I don't know. I just kind of like it. I like the fact that it's a balance of readability and accuracy. Um, It's one of those, I really, my favorite one that I still go back and read all the time is um, NIV, but pre-1990 whatever. Like It's like the 1992-ish, back before that, that kind of thing. Um, I still like NIV. There's a lot of good things about it, but the NIV, they kind of went on this thing a while back of, of removing some of the, even though, um, really the way that you translate some of the Greek and, and Hebrew and stuff that like, like it calls God, he, but they, they purposefully remove some of the, the pronouns away from God and just call him God or it or something like that. And I don't like that. So that's the only reason why I really haven't read the, the post 1992 NIV as much. Um, but yeah, if I'm just sitting around and I'm reading, I read one of two. I either read CSB or ESV. It just depends. 
Um, CSB, like I said, I like for the readability. Um, if I want the word for word, I read ESV. With my guy's small group, I just broke down. I finally started doing ESV because a lot of those guys read it anyway. And um, I mean, it's what our, it's the version our church uses. It's right. just, I just like CSB for the readability. Dana? Uh, I'm on, I'm on the same boat as Ben. <laughs> I like ESV and CSB. Um, but last year at, um, this thing that we go to called district council with the assemblies, I went to the fire Bible table and bought the modern English version. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. And I really like it between that and was it CSB? Mm-hmm. I never look at the, what the side of it says, but, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the modern English version is really interesting. I really like it a lot. Yeah, it's I, just that nobody else has it, so I never take it places whenever we're doing Bible study or anything like that. Sometimes I'll take it um, for my girls' Bible study just for us to have a different way to look at something. But mm-hmm. but it's hard whenever nobody else has that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I use the ESV ninety five percent of the time um, <clears throat> using the Blue Letter Bible app. And this the way that you can hone into the original language and pull out the meaning. ESV is pretty daggone accurate, mm-hmm. <clears throat> word for word, like you said. In that, reading becomes a little choppy if you're just trying to read it um, as a book. So I like to go to the Amplified Bible, mm-hmm. um, too, because if I'm just reading it, I don't want to think so hard in the sense of like, what does these exact phrases mean? The Amplified Bible kind of helps you push along. I wouldn't say read the Amplified Bible for a theological debate, but I would say read the ESV or something like that. But the Amplified Bible is really good to get the, the narrative story and things like that. And it helps you kind of go along if you're reading it. And if you have trouble reading, it's mm-hmm. quite nice. Yeah. <clears throat> so. You want know one of my new favorite translations are right now? Um, I don't use it a whole, whole lot. Just like you said, nobody uses it right now, but NASB 2020, hmm. they, they took the NASB, the really robotic NASB, New American Standard Bible, and um, they made it just, just a, just a hair more readable, just, just a little tweak. So you said 2020? Yeah. Is that when they had a lot of time on their hands uh, to do I, so? Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> yeah, there was a, they, they took the NASB. COVID edition. 1995, yes, and they made it the NASB 2020. And I like the 2020. It's 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 quite readable while still retaining that word for word. And ESV is very high level language. It is. And though NASB 2020 is also high level language, it it's not... Like ESV sometimes I almost feel like I'm reading Shakespeare. Not really, but a little bit. Like you can King tell. King James is Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, King James is Shakespeare. You can tell though the ESV, they really put time and effort into making the language, um, I don't know how to say it, flowery a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it's very sophisticated. NASB I feel like is just a hair more common language, but also still super word for word, not as robotic as ESV, just a little bit. I like it. I'm a fan. So, and people always ask, because I say a lot of things about the King James on here. Mm-hmm. People always ask, well, do you not recommend the King James? And I am the only, I'll, I will be the only one at this table who says this. I do not. Mm-hmm. And it's just, well, first off, I can't read it. Mm-hmm. I, it, it drives me crazy. I love, whenever I want to feel like I'm in a poetic mood, mm-hmm. yeah. I go to King James. I just say, especially for new believers, it's, it's going to be difficult. Anyway, this is going to be a difficult journey for you to start reading your Bible and try to understand things. Let's not make it any more harder than it needs to be. Um, so there, go, there goes our Baptist belief, our listeners. Um, but I just don't thoroughly enjoy it. I wasn't raised on it like you guys were. Yeah. Um, 
was never something that I was really ingrained into me. So I have one. I actually have two of them. But mm. Those are the ones that are that don't get used a lot. Those are your, your dusty. Your yeah, dusty those Bibles. are my dusty Bibles. Yeah, I like I like King James version because it, I've said this before on the podcast. It forces me to slow down. Yeah, that's and what the so, Amplified does for me. Yeah, because it it, it take it has those parentheses and here's what these words mean. Yeah, so it breaks you out of your reading flow, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, so this is I can get a general context for what this last paragraph just said. Yeah, I really have to dig to understand the, the King James version, which is exactly what you're saying. Right, but because I have to dig, it makes me. Um, sometimes it makes me better at what understanding what the text says is because I had to dig for it to get it, and I like it. Yeah. I have to look up words in the good old-fashioned dictionary, <laughs> and I like it. I think most of my memorized Bible verses, though, are all in King James. A lot of mine are, but not all of them. Oh, we know they are because of what you guys say here. Because <laughs> whenever uh, I'm trying to read them, I'm like, eh, uh, We have the these and those, yeah. <laughs> so just remember, next week we'll be talking about, as long as I don't uh, not see it on our card. Uh, uh, we'll be talking about Scripture alone, and we'll, we'll go over some of this stuff um, but ultimately, we'll be talking about why is the authority in the Christian faith scripture alone. Yeah, and, and that's the last solo, isn't that's it? That's the last one, and then we'll we need to go back and do a couple of uh, working in the interruptions. We need we need to do some of those, but um, I'm sure we'll have something coming up for Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a podcast about the Easter Bunny coming It'll out. It'll be hopping. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be something about the Easter Bunny coming out. Oh, yeah. And we already all know how I feel about that. Uh, so, guys. You should like it, buddy. Uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So, thank you guys so much for listening to the Altered Podcast. Look, up, look us up on Facebook. Um, and thank you for guys for listening most of the weeks. Uh, Dina, please do not unplug that. I'm going to unplug it right now. Thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. Be sure to join us next week for a brand new episode. Also, be sure to join us on the Altered Podcast Facebook page for updates and other cool content. See you next week.